Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another remote episode of the Decode Podcast, episode 201. And holy crap, that is a lot of games from. It is so many games. (laughs) So many games. So many games. We got a lot to cover. Uh, We had a Ubisoft forward presser this past weekend. We had a Nintendo Direct and a Sony State of Play yesterday. Tokyo Game Show is currently underway. We had an Xbox presentation today, as well as the Capcom presentation, alongside a slew of other trailers dripping in and out from the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, But as always, (laughs) one could say it's almost too many games. Um, But as always, this is the Decode (laughs) Podcast, uh, coming to you... Uh, somewhat live-ish from the Waypoint Cafe, located at 65 Bloodlow Street here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. Uh, that's where I'm currently stationed. Uh, Gino has been kidnapped and is currently uh, somewhere in another dimension, uh, but is still able to remote in using the power of robotics. I am internet. upstate New York. I am in the Badlands. <laughs> You're in the Wild West of New York. <laughs> yes. Only 20 minutes south of Albany. <laughs> That is far. <laughs> it is far, yes. Uh, the Badlands. So before we get into the the gamut of games uh, that were thrown at us that we're going to see from the rest of the year into next year, and even a game that's probably not going to come out on two thousand until two thousand twenty four. I don't know why they showed it, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but has there been anything new that we've been playing since our two hundredth episode last week? Have we uh, dabbled in anything new, or are we still playing like around with the stuff from last week? Uh, since I'm up here, I found my childhood GameCube and Network Transmission, so I'm playing through Network Transmission again. Oh my god, one of the greatest Mega Man games ever made, but also <laughs> probably one of the most underrated ones. It is. <laughs> so I've been playing through that again. <laughs> It's funny because um, I didn't pick up a GameCube at launch. I wanted to wait till like more titles came out. And when Mega Man Network Transmission got announced, I was like, holy crap, I need this because it was going to be a GameCube exclusive. I was like, there's no way I'm missing out on a Mega Man game. And it just so happened that at that same time, they had also announced Metroid Prime. So when I did eventually get my GameCube, it was Network Transmission, Metroid Prime. I think Sunshine was out at the time. And Luigi's Mansion were like the first four games I got with yep. my GameCube. Yeah. Um, but it was Mega Man Network Transmission that said, okay, I need to get this thing. Because like I wanted to wait because I was a little like miffed with the Nintendo 64. Uh, I was into the PlayStation at the time. And everyone knows I'm a diehard Sony guy. Um, and I was playing all the things on PlayStation uh, at the time. But then, you know, Mega Speaking Man- of the GameCube, do you know it's 21 today? Why did you do the this? GameCube turns? I think twenty one today. So why do you do this to me, Gino? It's bad enough. <laughs> it's bad enough. No, I only found out because someone posted an article how saying stop looking back at the GameCube like it was Nintendo's best system. It's actually their worst selling system. What? <laughs> we do not count the Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it only sold twenty one million units compared to Sony's like. What was it for the PS2? Like almost 300 million units or something like that? I mean, when you put it in that light, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And Nintendo took, like, it was their most powerful hardware at the time, but they also took, like, a loss on almost every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with... Uh, oh, it's a, it's a great system. I agree with what uh, Mario put in the chat. Like, if it may have sold poorly, but the system was an amazing system. And it really was. There were a lot of really yeah. good games uh, on the GameCube. Uh, it's one of the only spots that you can still play Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes. Um, you have classic yep. games that no longer can are either very hard to find or you just can't find them anywhere. You have things like Eternal Darkness, um, the aforementioned Mega Man Network Transmission hasn't seen a port. The GameCube is the only way to play that game right now. <laughs> Um, There's also games like, uh, what's it called? The uh, Fire Emblem games. That's where the Fire Emblem games got their, like, you know, their start. Uh, one of the greatest games that was shown on the Nintendo Direct that's going to get a remaster. We 
you had the original Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube as well. Um, Apparently, people are upset by getting a remaster. Because the remaster is only going to be 30 frames per second. Which is, you know, in, in today's technology. Like, yeah. But it's like, like, listen, listen, listen. listen. You, you're giving Bandai too much credit. You really think that they want to part this game again? Probably not. <laughs> this is what the third port that they've done of this game uh, I think it's no I don't <laughs> think it's been ported oh, yeah. but I think <laughs> I don't recall it being ported maybe it was I have no idea am I thinking of another Tales game that's been ported I mean there's been mm. there's been quite a few you know since 21 years we've definitely gotten through a bunch of different Tales games um but yeah, just a lot of games in there. Uh, so pretty recently, as in like today, I, I started with the new uh, Fall Guys season, uh, the new space-themed season that they have that dropped today, literally. I got into the cafe and jammed some games <laughs> on the PC here just to kind of get a feel for the new levels. Uh, we're definitely going to be showing that off this Sunday on our regular featured streams that we have uh, here at Digital Era Entertainment. Um, very fun. I, I'm really intrigued by how they got the costumes they did for this particular season. You have the, the, Zeno, the Xenomorph. You have the Xenomorph from uh, Alien. Uh, they have the Borg mm. from Star Trek. There's a Spock costume. Uh, Hatsune Miku uh, makes her Fall Guys debut as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is random. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say to that. I legitimately have nothing to say to that. I was like, well, well, I, what does she have to do with the space theme? That's my thing. Like, Cyberspace. Cyberspace, virtual reality type stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's interesting. <laughs> it was definitely an interesting thing to see. I mean, if you think about it, you have... It actually makes sense theme-wise. You have the Xenomorphs, which come from space. Right. Then you have the Borgs, which are like this hybrid species that are both digital and real. Right. And then you just have Miku. It's just it's just proper it's just proper evolution. Yeah, I do like that they have the uh, <laughs> live long and prosper as an emo. So you get to see the Fall Guys do you know yeah the Vulcan uh, salute. That thought was cool. Canon reveal in Fall Guys, Miku's the actual board queen. I wouldn't put it past her. Or maybe she's actually the alien queen. I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Fall Guys is just, um, it's just a game that just keeps on keeping on and bringing joy everywhere. Uh, I'm excited to try out this new season. Um, I'm sure it's going crazy. On I still find it funny. I still find it funny that um, Blue Archive, the gotcha game, gave Miku a gun first before Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that's about to start a, a brand new season as well uh, with something new. A lot of the advertisements have been teasing a, uh, a spider going costume over in Fortnite. So uh, that should be interesting to see. Hashtag give Miku a gun. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that I always find funny about Fortnite. Like, I wonder, like, who makes the executive decisions to put their characters in there? Because when you have characters like yeah. Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man running around with a gun, it's like, uh, did you guys really think about this? Or did you just care about, like, the marketing appeal? I'm 99% sure it's like they just cared about the marketing appeal of, like, oh, my God, Spider-Man's in Fortnite. But then when you, like, really sit and think about it, you're like... These characters are definitely anti-gun, but they're running around with guns. Specifically Batman. Especially oh. Batman. Like, of all the characters to wield a gun that definitely wouldn't, Batman's one of them. Spider-Man's definitely, like, in a close second. And Superman. Yeah. I think Superman would wield a gun if he had to. Like, that's the only thing. <laughs> 
I feel like out of out of the three, has it, it's, no, in the in the animated series, he's wielded a gun. Yeah, though granted, it was like a space laser laser to like stun Lobo, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but like I think Superman's the only one. Like Superman, if the decision had to be made, he would probably use a gun. Batman, probably not. Like he would just create like some other type of gadget. I think Spider-Man would have like. Oh wait, 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 wait! Isn't Batman's like um, the grappling hook thing? Isn't that technically a gun? Could, could he technically hit someone with that? I mean, I guess that's a technicality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So let's put it like this: a non-lethal gun. No yeah. use. <laughs> <laughs> like rubber bullets, <laughs> which still hurt, but yeah. No, those could be lethal. Trust me. Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've read enough about them that it's like, yeah, yeah, yes. They don't kill you. They just kill you by blunt force trauma to the head. Oh yeah, like if you're shooting a person in the head with a rubber bullet, like no, that's those things are like too hard. They hit you really hard. Like that's why they're meant for like body. That reminds me, like. How many people have Batman accidentally killed by, like, punching them out in the face? Like, if you fall wrong from a punch, you can clearly die. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's why I, I will always argue that the, the Arkham games have the highest body count out of every any video game ever made. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, the, it's, the, it's the dead of winter, and he's leaving them unconscious with broken bones outside in the streets. Like, those guys are dead. There's just no walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They either frozen to death or they drowned in a puddle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're just sleeping. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> just sleeping. Go to sleep. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we're just going to get right into it since there are a lot of games to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, the Ubisoft Forward, uh, which obviously announced a plethora of Assassin's Creed related games. Um, we saw the announcement of Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is going to be like this digital hub of Assassin's Creed games. And one of the first ones that they showed is uh, one that will follow the life of a shinobi in feudal Japan, and it is titled Assassin's Creed Red. Um, there were vague hints at other ones. There was an Assassin's Creed code name Hex. Um, then there was Infinity itself is also supposed to have some type of like a uh, multiplayer component. Uh, but the main one that they showed was Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is set in Baghdad, takes place 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And we follow the character Basim, who was seen and also mentioned in Valhalla. So we kind of get to see like his comeuppance and how he grew up with the Creed uh, before the events of um Valhalla like the whole idea behind this is that they wanted to go back to the way the Assassin's Creed games used to be with the focus being on stealth parkour and assassinations um kind of like a way to like going back to the old to try to make it new again I guess they kind of realized hey you know we need to like refine what made uh Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed uh there was also an announcement sorry I'm sorry but um why does this all sound like the Halo Infinite pitch to me? I don't know, because Halo Infinite was just like supposed to be like this whole thing with like this plethora of Halo games. Yeah, it pretty much is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in, in addition, there was also a new mobile entry set in ancient China called Assassin's Creed Jade. Uh, it's actually going to be an open world game with touch controls, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that for mobile. Um, and then there was a DLC announcement, uh, a free update actually, for Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, called The Last Chapter, which will tie up all the loose ends of uh, the character story in that particular game. Um, I'm a little, like, worried that there's so many Assassin's Creed, because one of the big things that I felt hurt the franchise was how 
so many too many games how many kept coming out like every year was like an assassin's creed at one point and it just got like it just felt claustrophobic to play through the games and i think it also hurt like the storytelling uh within those particular games as well it also hurt the game because like they would come out really buggy yeah we all remember the the tobacco that was in um assassin's creed unity and syndicate i think was the other one those two were notoriously buggy and glitchy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's interesting to see that, you know, they're coming out with so many. Um, it feels like to me, I'll be quite honest with you, it feels like to me that these are things that they wanted to make full games out of, but they've decided not to because they didn't want to put the time and energy into researching it. So it's like let's do let's just do small story bites. Yeah, that's one of the things that they did say that these games they're not going to be like the 150 plus RPG type games that you're normally used to. They're going to be more uh, intimate in terms of story, so they'll probably go back to like the 30 to 40 hour type game, like the original Assassin's Creed was, uh, which might be a good move for something like Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, Assassin's Creed Red being in Japan, the Japan one. Uh, I think that one's another one that could be very good for like a more structured and shorter story. Um, it's interesting that they finally went to that because their biggest reason on why they didn't do it sooner, so to speak, was they felt that that it was the easy game to make. Like you think assassins, you automatically think ninjas. They wanted to test themselves with other time periods and things like that but at the end of the day you know sometimes you do have to give the fans what they want like it just makes makes sense to well, have a it's interesting. right but it's interesting that you say that because the term ninja covers such a wide berth of japanese history because mm-hmm. you could still just do like hey you're just a bunch of farmer peasants in the early before all the feudal lords are happening and things like that. Well, you could go to Edo period when they were actual espionage and everything. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can even put it into, which is what I feel like they're going to do with the um, this particular game. They'll probably have it, you know, take place during uh, any of the various shogunate eras. You know, we may even have yeah. Nobunaga be like a Templar or something. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with, with the story <laughs> to have it tie into... Uh, the overall mythos that is the Assassin's Creed and the war between the Templars and the Assassin. Um, continuing on with the games that were announced, uh, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, uh, was shown. Was shown. Uh, it's going to get uh, DLC, of course, because you know what Ubisoft game isn't complete without DLC. <laughs> uh, we got a new trailer for Skull and Bones, showing off the ship customization and the trading. Uh, the in-game trading network known as the Helm. Uh, Skull and Bones will also feature cross-platform play at launch. Um, this is basically like the ship side game from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And they turned it into a full-on game. It's been delayed a bunch of times. Finally coming out. And it'll be out on November 8th of this year. Launching right before God of War. Which is, in gaming terms, we call that a death sentence. Um... <laughs> Uh, I forgot that Trackmania. So it's a bargain bin game. Probably. Uh, I didn't. I always forget that Trackmania is published and made by Ubisoft. Um, it's finally <laughs> heading to consoles in 2023 after years of being like a PC uh, exclusive. It will also have crossplay. It will have cross progression with the PC counterpart. Uh, unfortunately, it will not be on the Switch, but it will arrive on the Xbox Series X and S, the PS5. The Google Stadia and the Amazon Luna, which apparently is still around. I could have sworn they did away with that thing. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Stadia, which is also apparently still around. Yeah, that's it. Uh, of course, we got a new entry in the Just Dance games uh, coming in 2023. Uh, it's going to try to come out for the holiday series, holiday 2022. Just Dance 2023, excuse me. Uh, it's going to come out for the Xbox Series XS, PS5, and Switch. We also have uh, Rainbow Six Mobile which was shown off, which is going to be a brand new free-to-play game uh, built up from the ground up for mobile. 
a closed beta was available uh, earlier this week on September 12th. Um, if you had a chance to check it out, uh, it has 5v5 matches. Uh, the game will also support uh, crossplay and voice chat when it actually does release. Ubisoft also apparently um, <laughs> remembers The Division. Uh, the Division 2 re <laughs> received a season update, so we're up to season 10 for Division 2. Uh, in this particular new season, uh, we are embarking on a new manhunt to track down General Peter Anderson, who was a leader of the True Sons, which is one of the divisions, one of the enemy types that you fight in the Division 2. Uh, he's also going to ally himself with the Black Tusk, which was another faction that you fought against. Uh, that season update was earlier this week on September 13th. Uh, and then they also showed off the Division Heartland, which is a free-to-play game set in the world of the Tom Clancy series of the same name. Uh, it is currently on track for a release either later this year or 2023. Uh, they didn't really, like, show off the release date, but they did show some, like, gameplay. Uh, there is testing phases that you can sign up for now through Ubisoft. Um, the game looks really interesting. I, I am a fan of The Division. It's one of those games that I always felt had, like, the potential to be really, really good. And the potential is there, especially with The Division 2, which I really liked at launch. Uh, just, you know, the content updates were very, very minimal, which made me kind of, like, write it off after a little bit. Uh, not content for those two games, The Division Resurgence, which is a mobile spinoff, is currently accepting signups for their next testing phase. Um, so you can check that out. It's going to be, uh, a little more PVP focused with uh, the Dark Zone and Conflict type mini games. So if you're a fan of The Division, I guess you probably already have signed up for these things. Uh, I'm just waiting to see what they're going to do with anything in those particular I series. haven't met a fan of The Division outside of people who generally like the books. <laughs> I mean, Tom, Ubisoft is definitely um, putting that Tom Clancy franchise. I mean, Ubisoft has a death grip on the book-to-game pipeline, let's be honest. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think the... Uh, wait, did they publish Dante's Inferno? No, that was EA. Oh, that was EA. Okay, so EA tried and failed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. uh continuing on with the right. the showcase uh writer's republic uh showcased a upcoming collaboration with the clothing band vans the vans will be debuting uh different articles of clothing in writer's republic which is going into its fourth season starting literally this week uh, so that's the thing uh the crew too is getting a season update with uh, some winter frozen tracks that dropped uh, this past week as well. There are nine new events to partake in. Season's also going to add 50 tiers of rewards, including special edition vehicles. So um, people who play the crew too, all like five of you, <laughs> you'll get to... Uh, hey, hey, that's still more than uh, Babylon's Fall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Out too <laughs> soon. Um, is also getting an update. Simon Belmont and Alucard will be uh, featured in Brohalla in an update coming on October 19th. Um, which is interesting because isn't Simon also in Smash Brothers? Both Simon and Richter Belmont are in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Not content to keep it to the game space, uh, Ubisoft has also partnered up with Netflix to develop not only a live-action adaptation of Assassin's Creed, but also three exclusive Ubisoft mobile games for players with a Netflix subscription. Uh, these games are going to be Valiant Hearts, a roguelite-inspired mighty quest for epic loot, and a new original Assassin's Creed game. These games will be free for purchase on the Netflix app for those with a subscription and will have no ads or in-app purchases. 
So if you have Netflix, uh, you get access to three games, which I guess is cool. Okay. Uh, all in all, it was pretty much business as usual for Ubisoft. I think the most criminal thing was we still don't know where Beyond Good and Evil 2 is. Like, does that game exist? Is it canceled? We don't know. <laughs> Nor any new Raymond stuff. Uh, no, nah, they're too busy making money off of rabbits now. True. <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 is Schrodinger's game. <laughs> Michael Ansel is just like hidden away in some basement bunker tied to a chair with a gun in his head. And they're like, you must make this game or die. He's like, ah, oh, but I have the <laughs> game. It's in this box. <laughs> but you must open the box. <laughs> you must open the box to find the game. And you must believe that I have said that the game is in there. I, I, I'll be quite honest with you. We already have a live action Assassin's Creed game. It's called Prince of Persia. <laughs> I want a Prince of Persia game. That's all they should have really announced. Yeah. I don't want this Assassin's Creed Infinite stuff. Just give me another Prince of Persia game. Nah, man. It's because the Assassin's Creed franchise prints money for them, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like I think I'm I think I'm officially like just over the series. Like I wanted to like the games and they just got so mediocre over. I told you I liked them until they killed Desmond, and then I'm like, so what's the point of the game now? Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm very content to just wait for like when the game actually comes out. I wait a couple of days, then I just watch like the story stuff on YouTube, and then I read like the Wikipedia version, and I'm like, cool, got the story. Same. <laughs> Same. I can't play these games anymore. I, I, I just can't. Like, they're clunky. They just... It's literally like the franchise fatigue has come to that. And it's the same thing that happened with like Call of Duty for me. Like after a while, I was just like, oh, I just can't do it anymore. Like I can't keep continuously buying Oh, yes, the Asset Flip game. Yeah. You know, I can't keep buying this game every year. Like it's just, no, stop. Like, and I say this. But don't you want to buy Modern Warfare 2 again, again? No, because this one's a remake, so it's a new game. <laughs> I say this as someone who, you know, buys every Destiny 2 expansion as it comes out every year. Um, yeah, but at least it's somewhat interesting. Yeah, it is. You know, there's definitely some fresh stuff thrown into the game for Destiny. I think they're like, aware of that. They're like, they're very yeah. aware of that every major DLC and even with the seasonal updates that they have to throw in something new or off the wall. Like this past season, you know, they gave us a whole like, oh go be pirates. You're gonna go ransack ships and you know, you already like loot, so might as well just make you hunt for treasury, which is just more loot and we're like, okay, we will accept this. <laughs> might as well make them Tomb Raiders at this point. Exactly. And if you if you've watched if you watch the uh the Destiny Trailer for Lightfall, the new subclass power. It basically gives us a grappling hook. So yeah, might as well make us Tomb Raiders, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then put it all in a museum somewhere. That. You know what? I'm not gonna finish that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's get on to uh, the two big ones. We had a Nintendo Direct early Wednesday morning, which uh, showcased. Um, a lot of farming. <laughs> I think that was the biggest. I genuinely like that. I like how this genre, I like how Nintendo finally releases Animal Crossing. Like, this is how you do a life sim. And then Disney comes out with one and everyone else comes out with one. Yeah. No, but I think with, especially with this direct, I swear at some point I was just going to see farm hard, <laughs> farm hard too, farm harder, too far and too furious. <laughs> It was like there was a hard. I mean, there is farming simulator on the Switch. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> Sonic farming, Mario farming, Kirby farming, Donkey Kong farm. You know, it was just everywhere. Um, but I think some of the uh, the bigger Donkey Kong farm would be a Banana Republic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good day to farm hard. Farm hard with Avengers. I realized you could take like every die hard title and just change the word die to farm and it would pretty much be like Yeah. An, an equal repre- a good representation of 
that Nintendo Direct. <laughs> but I mean, they, they made some some interesting announcements. I didn't expect a Pikmin Four game. Uh, neither did I. I was just like, wow, it's really been that long between Pikmin's. Like, damn. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. When, I remember when they were like, yeah, Pikmin Four is gonna come out like back in like 2015, and then we didn't see anything for a yeah. long time. Uh, I also think that that was like the greatest troll moment of uh, Shigeru Miyamoto showing up. And I was like, oh man, he's going to announce something <laughs> awesome. And it's like, here's Pikmin. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which is weird because like the Pikmin community is, is I, I did not know this until recently. But basically everyone has left the StarCraft community has gone into this Pikmin community. That's funny. <laughs> it's the only RTS that is genuinely good. <laughs> at the moment <laughs> indeed uh, um we got a fire emblem we got a new mainline fire emblem game yeah we got fire emblem engage <clears throat> or as i like to call it fire emblem the pepsi edition um it's gonna follow a story the what edition the pepsi edition because they're red and blue <laughs> you know who designed them right yes <laughs> <laughs> A hollow verse designer, so I know <laughs> they're actually technically idols. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but Marth is back, so I think that's like one of the cool things for the Fire Emblem fans. Marth's ghost is back. <laughs> yeah. uh, this game is going to follow Which... a story set a thousand years after the Four Kingdoms sealed, sealed away the Fell Dragon. Uh, in it, you will become a divine dragon called Alir. Who will collect the emblem rings to bring back peace to the continent of Elios? So, if Martha's in this game, does that mean I get Ike? Probably. Because he is a character. Because they're from the same continent, technically. Yeah. Because uh, Martha. <laughs> give me my. Give me my. Give me my canonically broken hero. <laughs> Most likely, because I do know that Martha and Celica are in the game. And it's coming out soon, too. Yeah. It's going to drop uh, January 20th, so that's not too far off when you consider, you know, the scope. It's of not too far off. Um, so now it's ghost breeding. Sure. <laughs> 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 um, we saw that uh, Kirby's dream, uh, Return to Dreamland, which was originally released on the Wii, is getting uh, a little bit of an update. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch, Return to Dreamland Deluxe will drop on February twenty fourth of two thousand twenty three. Uh, I for one am happy about this. More Kirby is always good. That's the one franchise where I get to play as Nintendo's greatest villain. I refuse to believe that Kirby's a good. Yeah, guy. he's not. <laughs> uh, Bayonetta three also had a new trailer during this Nintendo Direct. Uh, kind of forgot that that game was even. It looks better. <laughs> it looks a lot better. I also, it looks so much better. I also did forget that that game was coming out. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Bayonetta 3 is supposed to drop <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> um, we also got the announcements of uh, a couple of updates for the Nintendo 64 games that are headed to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, basically, almost every Mario Party, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, and GoldenEye 007 with online play. Uh, is coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, we also. I am get... so happy. I am so happy that Nintendo does not have open lobbies for this game. <laughs> <laughs> like open voice chat with 007 would be oh yeah oh brutal. I can't wait to uh, abuse Odd Job again and have everyone complain about him. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'll play as Odd Job or Boris, and everyone will just yell at you. Um, also of note, um, besides those games, we're also getting Pilot Wings, 1080 Snowboarding, and Excite Bike 64 will also be joining the service between now and 2023. Um, so pretty cool for the people who have uh, the Nintendo Switch Online service. Uh, interestingly enough, the Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion trailer was shown during this direct, um, which is a remaster of the PSP, formerly PSP exclusive game. Um, I'm glad it's coming to Switch, at least. It's kind of weird that that will come to Switch, but not the Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> yeah, I True. That, I think that's a little bit of an interesting uh, uh, thing there. I mean, I understand. Funny enough, Fatal Frame is finally coming. 
I mean, it's just a remastered port of the games that have come out in Japan. Those games have been in Japan for a while now. Uh, so, but the fact that yeah. they're finally coming like Western is much appreciated. Uh, we saw two new tracks from the next wave of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's Booster Course Pass. We got, um, I think it was Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour and Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. Yep. Uh, Switch Sports is finally getting its free golf mode this holiday season, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we got a bunch of DLC. Uh, of course, there was a Splatoon 3 announcement as well, uh, which is already out, so good time to be a Nintendo fan, if I do say so. I'm sorry, hold on. I've, you want to know what I'm surprised about that actually is coming over? What? We're getting a remake of Front Mission and Front Mission 2. I want to be more excited for that, but I'm kind of, like, hesitant. <laughs> like, eh. That's fair. Those games are, like, really old. But supposedly they reconfirmed that Front Mission 3 is also in the works, which I think <laughs> has to be the longest dev time for a game. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is interesting. I, of course, you know, people were still a little upset that there was no, like, uh... Metroid announcement for Metroid Prime 4, but we did get a new trailer as well as a release date for the next entry in the Legend of Zelda series. We have the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, um, which apparently will have a kingdom in the sky as well as the open world that we're used to within the Zelda games. Um, So... So, there are two things I want to say about this. One, apparently people are saying that the title of this game is the reason why they delayed the Direct. I guess it makes Cause, sense because of the, the UK. It, yeah. Yeah, because of the UK. I think that's my favorite conspiracy theory right now. <laughs> but um, my other thing is, I like how they're incorporating the things that have always been uh, so that have always been in Legend of Zelda lore, which actually kind of helps us date this game, I would say. Right. Like place it in the timeline. Finally, somewhat to a degree. I mean, there's obviously hints that uh, it's definitely sometime after Skyward Sword because we do have Skyloft in the game, uh, even though it looks a little yes. like destroyed and disheveled. Um, some of which are mean, which means that it probably takes place after um, Twilight Princess because that's what also Skyloft is destroyed and everything. Well, yeah, we just never go to it. We go to the castle in the sky uh, in Twilight Princess. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, there are a lot of hints that there may be some type of uh, Twilight involvement in the game. Uh, one, specifically, if you look at the logo... Too, if you look at a lot of the murals shown throughout the trailer uh, of Tears of the Kingdom, so it'll be interesting enough. I'm pretty sure, like all the Zelda YouTubers right now, who've put out like 15, 20 minute videos. Uh, oh, they have describing every snippet of everything they saw in the trailer, and then, and then you have me who's just like, I'm just gonna wait and play the game, you know, because I'm gonna wait for the game. But I'll be quite honest with you, I, I do. I, it's been driving me nuts where to place. Breath of the Wild on the timeline because that's something that I've always wanted to do. It's the only it's the only game I haven't been able to place in any of the timelines. Yeah, uh, interesting. Like that's the thing that I find very weird as well because not just Breath of the Wild, but the the Hyrule Warriors games are also part of that canon too. Um, so it's like, yeah. And if you anyone who's played um, the second Hyrule Warriors game, you know, there's some time travel, you know, wumble jumble there that makes you go, okay, where is this game going? What are we gonna do? It's like, where is it? where is your timeline? Please, please <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I don't even. If I get that answer here, I'll be very happy. <laughs> for sure. Anyway, uh, moving on to more video game news. Uh, Sony also had a state of play uh, that was showcased a few hours after the Nintendo Direct opening up. I have a comp. I have one complaint about this because everyone started saying who won the who won the uh, the direct off on that day, and I'm just like gamers, gamers. <laughs> like neither Sony nor Nintendo did well. Like yeah, they were they were both very par for the course. Like 
I was very kind of yeah. I was very kind of like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm excited. Naturally, like Zelda got me hype because I'm I'm a big Zelda fan, and just like with the Sony yeah. Direct, the new God of War trailer, I was like, yes, give me God of War. But it, I, I felt like they you were buying that controller. I am, <laughs> just like the, just like the other one on PlayStation Four. Uh, I bought that controller as well. I never opened it, but I have that controller. I'm probably <laughs> going to do that again. I'm going to buy this controller and never yeah. open it. <laughs> um, but the Sony Direct opened up strong with the official announcement of Tekken 8 running on the Unreal Engine as Jin and Kazuya faced off. Once again, continuing the father and son soap opera drama that has become the Tekken series. Uh Interesting fact, the Tekken series continues to maintain its status in the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest ongoing story in a fighting game. Well, actually in a video game, period. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. I I love my Tekken. Tekken is basically my soap. Yeah. I'm still expecting to see Heiachi come back as a robot. Or something. Like uh, I think the, the... can I, the canon is Heihachi is officially dead. Um, yes, that's he's officially I, dead. I do not believe it until I see it. Show me the death certificate. <laughs> I mean, he fell into a volcano. Uh, okay, so? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> a lot of interesting games were showcased during uh, this particular uh, state of play. Um... I know that there was like I'm. Tr- I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. Uh, I remember there was uh, they showcased a new entry into the Yakuza franchise. Uh, the spinoff game Ishin is getting a Western release for the first time in the form of Like a Dragon Ishin. Uh, that game is coming to the PlayStation yep. Four and PlayStation Five in February 2023. Uh, since this this particular state of play also happened to be during Tokyo Game Show. Sega, on its own, also confirmed that we will get Yakuza 8. Uh, and the Yakuza franchise is being renamed into Like a Dragon. So it's Like a Dragon 8. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Kazuya's back. I thought he was done with the story, but apparently they're bringing him back alongside uh, the new character from Yakuza Like a Dragon, Ichiban. Looks like they'll be teaming up to tackle the criminal empire that is in the Yakuza franchise. Um, there was that game with the car. I think it was a uh, P- Pacific Drive. Pacific Drive. Yeah. Yes. That game looked really interesting. Um, kind of looked like a really weird post-apocalyptic driving game. I don't know. Yep. It's driving one, it, survival it was, game. It was one of those trailers. I was like, okay, I need to know more about this game because it looks interesting. Um, that Project Eve game was renamed to Stellar Blade. That's coming out next year. That is from Korean studio Shift Up, uh, which looks really cool. Uh, outside of God of War, I think the other big announcement was uh, the game Rise of the Ronin, which is a PlayStation 5 console exclusive from uh, Team Ninja. Uh, which is going to be an open-world samurai game. Uh, looks beautiful. Um, I just, I was just like, you know, 2024. I'm like, why are you showing this now? Because that's what they do. <laughs> we also had um, the PlayStation Stars loyalty program starts rolling out this month. Yeah, it's basically a fancy way of saying, hey, you know, if you have a PlayStation account, you can now get PlayStation NFTs, but we're not going to call it NFTs. We're calling them digital collectibles. And I'm like, it's PlayStation yeah. NFTs. <laughs> so you don't have to pay for it, actually. <laughs> but it's essentially PlayStation <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> it's like they want, just, just copy the Nintendo, just get, copy the Nintendo reward system. Just give us physical goods, please. Yeah. Sony, I know you can make the money to do that. <laughs> they definitely can. Um, they confirmed Hogwarts Legacy is getting a PlayStation exclusive quest. I don't know why. Because Harry Potter. I don't know. I, I'm, kind yeah, of, I'm, I'm so mixed on this game because of, you know, all the J.K. Rowling 
riffraff, you know, because it's like, I, I, I love the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, I was a fan of the movies before you know, discovered all, all the stuff that she's run afoul of. And I'm yeah. like, man, what do I do? Like, do I play? Um, they showed off some PlayStation VR 2 stuff, like the demo for it and things like that. Yeah. Um, they announced the game Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy Edge, which is weird to me, in my opinion. Because it's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars makes money. Yeah, but Galaxy Edge is also the name of the... Uh, the attraction. The Disneyland park. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the, uh, the PlayStation I State of Play ended with a new trailer for God of War Ragnarok and a new God of War themed controller. Um, lots of story details dropped in this new trailer, uh, including some amazing gameplay. Um, this is definitely going to be like the big title of the year for sure. Yeah, it's, it's God of War. Like you just you can't go wrong. It's God of War, but the question is, will Sonic beat it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that's not. <laughs> It's not happening, but I like to, I like to give Sega that like that shadow of the doubt. It's like, come on, Sega. No. Yeah. I mean, my hope it's my hope is that it's going to be like the Animal Crossing Doom Eternal situation, where both communities are just like, hey, man, you know, let's go, let's let's be awesome, and then, but then I'm just like, nah. Yeah, let's be awesome together. I'm just like, like I I know that Sega wants this game to do really really well. But launching it against God of War is just not a good idea, man. It's just not like that is a uh, a hard thing to do. Launching up, a it game. is launching, it's a very hard thing to do. I, I will say I do have a complaint about Tekken Eight. Is it just confirmed for PlayStation Five only, or is it going to be on everything else as well? That is a good question. Um, being that it's running on, the I know for Evo, all the I know TOs have already been complaining because it's like, great, we all have to buy PlayStation Fives now. Problem, you can't get a PlayStation Five easily. Uh, it's become a lot easier to get a PS Five. I'm gonna, I, I hold firm on the stance that, like, if you haven't gotten a PS Five by now, when you're someone who wants one. You just haven't been trying hard enough. There's been multiple reasons. No, no, no. I'm not talking about people who want them. I'm talking about um, I'm talking about for tos who needs like, oh, like a few like right up front. Eight. Yeah, that's that's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah who'll need like like who'll need like eight to like at minimum eight to like ten consoles to run a tournament efficiently. Yeah, that makes sense. To run, yeah, to run tournaments and things like that. Um, okay, but, it is coming to Xbox Series. Yeah, it's coming to Xbox Series and PC. So yeah, it's just that the PlayStation Five version is going to be the Evo version. So that's what all the TOs are probably going to want to run. But at the same time, it's just a logistics issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know how I know how difficult that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, do you really want to carry around like eight PlayStation Fives in this day? <laughs> I don't know. We'll just get uh, you know, Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we are here, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what Capcom showed off during their Tokyo Game Show presentation. Um, obviously there was Resident Evil DLCs left, right, front, and center. Um, we also got to see the story trailer for Exo Primal, the game that we. Affectionately referred to as not Dino Crisis. Um, well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the ending of that game is going to show the characters from Dino Crisis. I wouldn't be surprised if they put the Dino Crisis characters in there as like a, a costume or something. Like I see that totally happen. Not just a, no. I mean, like I mean that this game they're saying yes, it's not Dino Crisis, not Dino Crisis, because it's the game that takes place before Dino Crisis. I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, I think the big, obviously the the, the bigger news uh, from Capcom's presentation. Um, well, before we get into Street Fighter Six, you know, we saw that uh, the Mega Man Battle Network Collection 
uh, is actually they confirmed that every single entry that is in that particular collection will have Navi battling. So you can play the first Mega Man Battle Network game and fight against you know your friends who who are also playing the first game, as well as the second one. Oh, good. So the esport can come back. Yeah, the e- the esports that is Mega Man Battle Network. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do think that that is like a really nice thing to do because like Capcom easily could have just been like, here's a port of the single player adventure, have fun. Um, yeah, basically. But, but that they're including the, the the network battles is a nice touch. I think that makes it. But we can't 100 percent the game because we can't get the special chip from the zero from zero the Z saber from network transmission. That is true. Unless they, they, I'm sure they'll probably find a way to put it in the game. If they port, if they port network transmission as its own separate game, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> I feel like it should, like I feel like it should have been in this collection. I'm, it should have been in the collection, but knowing Capcom, it's like, hey, let's hit, let's hit the, let's hit the Mega Man fans not once but twice. Right. <laughs> I mean, as Mega Man fan. As a fellow Mega Man fan, like we will eat this stuff up. I will buy their collections left, right. Oh yeah, we're, I mean we're gonna pay regardless. Like we don't care. Yeah, I definitely don't. I'm just like I want more Mega Man. Give me more Mega Man. Yeah, I want more Mega Man too. <laughs> I also want more Zero stories. I think Zero's done. At least port the DS games. Uh, not the um, GBA ones, but the ones that take place after, where it's like the two characters that are Zero. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they were called. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, Capcom's big thing, of course, was Street Fighter VI, uh, which is obviously furthering the timeline of the Street Fighter stories. We got confirmation that Ehan, Finally. Blanca, and Dalsim, alongside Ken. Of course, we knew Ken was going to be in the game because he was shown through leaked art earlier. Uh, but they're going to be in the game. Uh, it's interesting to see how much uh, these characters have aged. Uh, if you look at Ken, he's obviously older. If you look at Dalsim, he's definitely older. He's got the long white beard. Uh, Blanca is wearing overalls now. Uh, Honda's got some grades in his hair. Like It was really interesting to see um, yeah. these characters and how they... I like how, I like how Capcom introduced drinking games with Street Fighter Six. <laughs> If you hear that special battle mode thing that they have. Yeah, I heard about the battle mode. I, the one thing that interests me the most is the world tour. Um, it's basically yeah. an immersive single-player story uh, where you get to run around in Metro City, which is you know where Final Fight takes place. Um, and you're basically this, creative, you're this character that you can create and run around and get gear and train and fight. And do a bunch of different challenges and stuff uh, in, a, in a very interesting uh, single-player mode, which I thought that was nice to have, you know, for something. They like could have just given us Final Fight. That too. Like I feel like they could have just given us. They could have just given us uh, <laughs> Final Fight. I do like that the, a lot of the different mini games are also throwbacks to um, some of the side stuff that was in. Like the old arcade. The old arcade games, games things like that. Yeah, uh, you have the. Um, the, the car mini game where you had to fight, where you had to destroy the car, beat up I, the car. Yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> glad that was back. Like that was really cool. Um, I I just want to know what is the story behind that? Is it just insurance fraud? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no one really knows, right? Uh, there is going to be a yeah. Clo- no one really knows. There is going to be a closed beta test. Uh, for. Uh, Street Fighter 6 between October 7th and 10th on the PlayStation 5. Full game is set to launch in 2023. Uh, within this particular closed beta test, you can face off against other players. You will have access to the Battle Hub for a limited amount of time. Uh, the Battle Hub is going to include certain features such as the rank match. You can set up a casual match. You can set up a Battle Hub match. There's open tournaments. You can do the Extreme Battle, which is the one with all those different mini games and rules that you can change. And then the game center is going to be open as well as a training mode. Uh, in this closed battle, uh, you'll be able to play one of eight characters. The eight characters available will be Ryu, Chun-Li, Luke, Jamie, 
Guile, Kimberly, Jury, and Ken. Uh, so you'll be able to get like a nice, good taste of um, uh, a nice, good taste of what Street Fighter Six has to open. Uh, you can head over to Street Fighter. I'm sad because there's no Cammy. <laughs> Not yet, at least. I mean, she's probably going to be in the game for sure. Uh, if you want to yeah. sign up for this closed beta, you can do so at the official Street Fighter 6 website, uh, which I think is like streetfighter.com slash 6 or something like that. Uh, so you get to try. Yeah, I it. think so. So that's pretty cool. If, you know, that, that closed beta is going to be literally, literally, it's like just a couple of weeks away when you think about it. October 7th through the 10th. It's only going to be yep. those uh, three days, basically. But nice, good fun. Uh, but yeah, that was the gamut of games shown so far. Obviously, the Tokyo Game Show is still going on. Uh, we don't have enough time, but we'll cover it next week with uh, what was shown during uh, the Xbox presentation, as well as any other games that caught our eye uh, over from Tokyo Game Show. We'll continue that conversation next week on uh, the next episode of the podcast. But we're not done here just yet with uh, all the offerings of our streaming content coming up in just a few short minutes. Uh, RJ and Joel will be playing through some more Great Ace Attorney. Stick around for that particular uh, portion of the stream. Uh, but you've been listening to the Deco Podcast. And if you've made it this far, uh, this is the part where we like to show all the different things that we like to do. You can check out a lot of our main content over at our own website, digitalerentertainment.com, for all our other social media links, older podcast episodes as well. <laughs> Hi. I don't know. I think we're uh, still here. We're still here. Are we here? We're still yeah. here. Can you hear us? Let me just double check with Mario real quick. Yeah, that's weird. Well, no, that's just on my end. I'm waiting to see what Mario I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I'm waiting to yeah. see what... Hold on. Oh, okay. Anyway, let me continue. Uh, oh, okay, that's weird. Let me continue the yeah. shilling. <laughs> it could have just been your feed because I, I didn't notice any audio drops <laughs> on my end. <laughs> anyway, what we were saying. Uh, uh, so you can check out our website. Can you check it on YouTube? <laughs> that too. You can check out our website, uh, digitalerentertainment.com, for all our social media links, uh, including previous podcast episodes, as well as written content uh, by yours truly here, uh, as well as other articles that we have put up. Um, and if you wish to support us, you can also check out our Discord. We do have a Discord community. Uh, you can feel free to add me if you want to keep the conversation going over in that Discord. And in terms of actual support, we do have our very own merch over at our Stream Elements shop, streamelements.com slash digital era entertainment. You can check out our D hoodies, our D tank tops, our D mugs, as well as our D code uh, sweaters and our merch for Kokoro Note Pro, our upcoming wrestling themed visual novel from the mind of our very own RJ Power, who will be coming up next with uh, Joel on that great ace attorney. Uh, and you can also check out our sponsor as well, Image Anime. Check out imageanime.com and use our promo code DISCOUNTSHIP to save on free ground shipping on all in-stock item orders over $100. Uh, again, that's over at imageanime.com. That code is good until the end of the year. Feel free to use that if you yourself are an anime fan or if you know someone who is a fan of anime and loves to get merch, uh, they can shop at, Im at imageanime.com and use that promo code and save on shipping orders that they have there as always thank you yeah. to the waypoint cafe uh for hosting us where we record live here at 65 bloodlow street in the lower east side uh you'll find myself there every wednesdays and thursdays gino owner and operator of the cafe who's also the disembodied voice that you've been hearing alongside mine uh -huh. shout outs to them uh, for being wonderful wonderful supporters as we support them as well here at dj uh, again, stick around. We have RJ and Joel coming up with uh, some more great Ace Attorney. 
You can look for me again every Sunday and Tuesday on our regular D streams. I'm going to be bringing you the new Fall Guys season this Sunday. Uh, we're going to space. Fall Guys in space. But as always, until next time, you've been decoded. <laughs>